Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm AL. And I'm, and I'm C. C. And we, and we are the Accelerator Twins. And check out our brand new single, If You Let Me, today on iTunes. If you let me today on iTunes or visit our website, www.etcetratwins.com. Good day, thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I am Craig the Writer Stewart, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called So Much to Say. We talk about black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. Every single Monday, we're available in SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you can listen to a podcast. Oh, and I'm also the author of three books. The first is Words Never Spoken, a memoir. The second, One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure, a memoir continued. And my brand new book, So Much to Say, a book of quotes. All available now in all e-readers, Amazon.com. For more on me, visit www.craigtherighterstuart.com. Black America Patent System will be celebrating 39 years of excellence on March 17th and 18th in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Ramada Plaza Capital Park Hotel. Honoring Black America Junior and Junior Miss, Zodiac Iman Dickerson and Vita Bonte Star, Mr. and Miss Black America, Darion Davenport and Dominique Dunois, and Miss Black America Plus, Pebbles. Registration for all divisions will be held on the morning of March 17th. Contests for the Junior and Junior Miss contestants will be held the night of March 17th. The interview will be held for all Mr., Miss, and Plus contestants on March 17th. And the Plus contestants will compete on stage March 17th and 18th, while Mr. and Miss contestants will compete on stage on March 18th. Now, for more information, please contact Benny Mosley or Michael Pierce via Facebook. It's the talk with Michael. Hey guys, 
This is your reigning Mr. Black America for the year 2016 and 2017, Darion Davenport. And you're listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Well, hello, everyone. If you are just joining in or tuning in, you've actually tuned in at the best possible time. Uh, Continuing on with hosting and producing interviews within our community, I wanted to take the time out to sit and talk with two entertainers and reigning title holders that I've had the pleasure of working alongside this past year. On last year, these individuals won and fortunately were crowned Black America Junior and Junior Miss on March 17th in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, actually, ironically, be giving up their pageant on March 17th of this year. Um, so we're not going to hold up the process. I see you guys coming in to listen, so that's great. Um, also, now, if you have a question, comment that you would like to, um, you know, to, to point out or to question or whatever, um, you can inbox me, Micah Pierce, M-I-C-A-H-P-I-E-R-C-E. Even if you're not my friend, go ahead and inbox me, and I'll be more than happy to, as the interview goes on, be more than happy to ask um, the reigning juniors the question. Um, I also have a chat pod here that's open, so if you clicked on the streaming link um, to actually listen from your tablet, computer, or whatever, um, you're more than welcome to you know, put your question there, or if you have uh, the question or comment or whatever, you can just Press number one on your phone if you're actually listening in live, okay? All right, so you have the phone, you have the chat pod, and you have Facebook that you can actually um, get your question or your comment in, all right? Okay, so we're not going to go hold up the process any longer. Um, I want to welcome to the show for the very first time here at the top with Micah and Friends, Black America Junior Zodiac, Iman Dickerson, and Black America Junior Miss, Vita Bontistar. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank Thank you. you. You're welcome. You are, how how are you guys today on this good Thursday? I am blessed. Good, actually. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Um, glad that the weekend is is, is here, basically. Um, so as I know your preparation is getting underway for your give up, and then you both, I know, um, are workaholics, so I really appreciate the time for tonight's interview. I really appreciate that. So let's just go ahead and jump right on it. Jump right on in, if you don't mind. Um, first question, um, of course, all questions are, are, are geared toward the both of you. Uh, Zodiac, uh, we'll let Vita go first, um, but the question is, again, for both of you. Um, so many people know of you or have supported and seen you from afar, you know, over the years. Um, so I would like for you guys to take the time out, you know, take this time and this space to really get to know you off the stage. So. If you can, for the both of you, uh, give me some background behind the entertainer that we know as Vita, that we know as Zodiac. You know, where are you from? Uh, where do you currently reside? Some funny, interesting things about your upbringing. Well, I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. Um, I currently reside in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, I've been performing and entertaining for about six or seven years now. Um, got my start in 2012. Um, just doing shows, and I somehow got into pageantry, and I've been there ever since. Okay, okay. Um, so when when we talk about fun and, and interesting or exciting things as far as your upbringing, what can you what do you think of when I say that? Like, what was something interesting or fun that you did? Maybe your favorite subject in high school or in, in, in whatever, anything, anything that we don't know. Well, my Anything that you don't know, um, well, there's a lot that you don't know, but what I would care to tell you is, um, well, my favorite subject in high school was, of course, science. 
Um, I have five other brothers and sisters. Hmm. Um. What, what, what was your what, what was your what was your favorite subject in, in school? Science. Science and why? Why why science? Well, because science explains to me um, the history of everything, how how things are made, how things mm-hmm. are formed, um, genetics, um, hereditary traits, and all that. I just get into things like that. So science is is life. Um, science is all around, so I'm, I'm really interested in in how things are made in, okay. in life, and that's science to me. Okay, good. Well, I thank you for um, all of that great information, and it looks like you come from a, a big family, and I didn't know that you were actually originally from Richmond, Virginia, so that's a, um, that's something that, you know, I don't yeah, think I a lot of people knew. <laughs> you didn't either, right? Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. I've been in Montgomery for so long, so. Right. When, when did you move away from Richmond? I moved away from when I was in the seventh grade. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So I used to live in pretty much from Montgomery. The most of your, 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 okay, cool. Yeah, I used yeah. to live in Virginia. <laughs> um, I used to live um, out Outside of Richmond, there's a there's a um, there's a city called Ashland, Virginia, and Ashland is basically right on the other side of King's Dominion, or whatever. So I used to go to I used to live in Richmond, mm-hmm. I mean, not Richmond, Ashland, Virginia, and I used to go to Gandhi Elementary School. I remember that. Um, so interesting, interesting. Uh, Zodiac. Now, now, now the question is turned around on you. You know, give me some background behind the entertainer. Give me some background behind Zodiac. Um, where you're from, where you currently reside, and some fun and interesting things about your upbringing. Okay. Well, I'm from, <clears throat> well, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. A lot of people know that already. <laughs> um, I've been entertaining for, well, since I've been 18, actually. I actually started competing in 2012 um, when I won, um, um, oh, Lord. <laughs> When I won Kansas City Black Pride, okay. <laughs> um, but Zodiac basically had to. I come from a background where I didn't have a lot of people to tell me actually what to do or show me, so I um, had to actually, you know, YouTube a lot of things in in order to actually learn. So the place where I'm from, we don't have as much um, drag as you know Atlanta or different cities of that nature. Um, I grew up with um, four, what, three other, I was say three other sisters. <laughs> I grew up with three other siblings, and they were girls, um, and it was just my mother, actually. Um, and my favorite uh, subject in school was math. Um, I love math. I love dealing with numbers. Um, it taught me a lot with just dealing with numbers, um, mm-hmm. and that can tie into any subject. Um, as well as they also taught me how to, you know, calculate different things, you know, um, as far as people and just different things of that nature. Okay, cool. And then, then you, you're in the, the, the leasing field, so I'm sure that you you having to deal with a lot of numbers there, a lot of checks and all that kind of stuff. So you're still working around a lot of numbers. But I never knew that you were. So yes. would, you, would you consider yourself a math whiz? No, you know, um, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I stopped liking uh, math after a while, mm. but <laughs> um, because, you know, it started to 
to, to carry on to different things that I feel like I would never be able to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. So I just stop. I just stop being interested in math as I as I was like um, like my freshman year and sophomore year. After that, I was just pretty much almost over it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, um, thank you for that information. Now let, let's talk about the name. You know, where did Vita Von T Star come from, and where did Zodiac Iman Dickerson come from? And Zodiac will 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 stay with you, so you can start, and then Vita will will explain her name. Okay. The Zodiac uh, Zodiac actually came from um, because I wanted a name that was actually that was actually different, of course. Um, and then that would make me stand out. I didn't know there was actually a Zodiac Bonet until actually I got the name. Mm, mm. <laughs> I actually got the name. But uh, Zodiac, to me, uh, meant basically that I can be any sign that I want to be. Mm-hmm. I can be anything that I want to be um, as long as I put my mind to it. So that's where Zodiac, uh, that's where I got Zodiac from. That's my, okay. home, my, own, my own creative way of doing it. Okay, and, and and break down the Iman Dickerson. Well, the Iman, the, that's a long story. We'll, we'll be all okay. night. Okay, oh, well. <laughs> the short <laughs> version, <laughs> the cliff note it's a, version. It's a it's a Midwest chapter. Okay. Um, in Kansas, in Kansas City, Missouri, there was Iman, mm-hmm. um, and my father um, is a stud. Mm-hmm. It was actually Skittles Iman. Okay. Uh, so that's where I got the last name from. I was about 16 years old. Um, so um, I got the name Iman from her. Uh, and then eventually I knew that I had to stick with that name. Mm-hmm. So um, my father uh, became uh, Neil, which is the son of Christopher Iman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Maleka Dickerson, which is a former um, NBU grand, she's my mother. So that's why okay. Iman Dickerson, that's where the Iman Dickerson came from. All right. Okay. Thank you for breaking that down. And what about you, Vita? What is where does Vita Bonte Star come from? <laughs> well, um, when I was about eight years old, um, I've seen this movie called Tu Wong Fu, and <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the gay community. I I wasn't familiar with the drag queens or what it, what a drag queen even was. But for some reason, at the age of eight years old, I was so drawn to the character Vita Boehm off mm-hmm. of that movie. Um, mm-hmm. Vita in the movie, to me, she was very classy. She was always a lady. She had such great poise, um, just very mature, well-dressed, and, and, and I love that about her. And... Vontese comes from this modern-day pinup girl by the name of Dita Vontese, who just so happens to rhyme with Vita, but her name right. is Dita Vontese. And um, Vontese, Dita Vontese is a pinup girl. She does the um, burlesque with her giant fans, and she's really sultry and sexy without being vulgar or, you know, just risque. So with the combined characteristics from both characters, I wanted to create a persona that exemplified how I felt on the inside when I got on the stage, which is classy and sexy. You know, being a lady but not being too, you know, vulgar and just putting everything out there, just always remaining a lady but having sex appeal at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And and it oh. seems like go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and I was just about to say Star. And then um, Star comes from, of course, my mother, who's Daphne Raquel Star, mm-hmm. and my grandmother, who's Yasmin Campbell Star. So that's where Star comes from. Okay. And, yeah, it seems like um, Dita Von Teese, like you really embody, like as you said, as you were explaining her, you really embody all of what she is and, and what she exudes. Um, and, and I can definitely vouch for for that, you know, as far as being able to see you even prior to you becoming um, Black America Junior Miss, um, and even now. So it really kind of, like, comes twofold, and, and, and it matches up. So good, good combination. Zodiac, your, your, na- your name, you Thank say you. you can be any any and everything. Um, you can be different signs, and, 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 and I think that comes from, you know, I think we spoke about it before of just with being your name being Zodiac, that means you can be well-versed, you can be anything, you know, you don't necessarily have to be one note or one note entertainer, one note competitor. You can try and be and do anything. So um, I think it all matches up. So um, let's talk about when you guys started, like uh, who or what inspired you to take a stab at performing? Who or what inspired you to take a stab at performing? Well, um, I'll start. Back in 2012, prior to even me getting on stage, I used to um, dance and I used to jake that, and I've been doing that for so long. In my earlier years, in, in my college years, I wanted to do something different. And I asked my mom to come down to my city and help me compete in the, the local closet ball, which was Miss Alabama Closet Ball, and she came down, she, she got me together, and that's what kind of inspired me to continue to do it because I just wanted to do something different. And in the midst of doing so, I found what I actually like doing. And part of it is I'm not really a verbal, expressive person verbally mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it was actually a means that I didn't know of at the time, but it was actually a means of me to express myself and open up and to convey how I'm actually feeling because I'm very quiet and a reserved person. So that's how I continue to do it. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, and what about um, you, Zodiac? Uh, Who or what inspired you to take a stab at performing? What inspired me to take a stab at um, performing I will say, uh, you know, I was talking about my my father, uh, you know, Iman, uh, from Kansas City. Um, when I was younger, I used to be, you know, in the streets a lot, you know, trying to prove a point, fighting, you know. In Kansas City, it was like a, a heavy, it was heavy gang activity mm-hmm. uh, between, like, different blocks and things like that. And so I was definitely involved with that, you know, with my cousins and things like that because I did feel like I had to prove a point by me being, like, the only boy growing up with, uh, you know, sisters, I had to protect them for the most part because okay. I was, like, the only boy. So I was, you know, in the streets a lot trying to prove a point and also trying to hide, of course, my sexuality. Right. <laughs> um, but when I met Skills Iman, um, she was doing uh, this drill team thing, um, and then I got involved with that, which took me, you know, my mind off different things. You know, I was more focused after that. And then she introduced me to the, you know, the pageantry world and entertaining world. Uh, the entertainment world, and so when I seen her perform for the first time, and seeing her get money, you know, that's all my, that's all that was on my mind. It's, you know, <laughs> younger, I was basically I was for the money, 
So I see them getting money from them. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I could do that. So I tried it one time, and, you know, I guess we'll get on, you know, our first performances and things like that. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's what, what inspired me. That's what inspired me to take a shot at some money. And, 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 and since, you know, I think you feel like that's my next question, <laughs> what uh, – what do you uh what do you remember about the first time that you performed and what song was that? <laughs> the first time I be- <laughs> the first time I performed, um, it was at a at the my daddy's Candyland Candyland show. Um and I did Laffy Taffy <laughs> by uh D four L. You know, I have my, my shirt off. I have my little uh, Bugle Boy underwear show on. <laughs> mm. And I had, like, different color designs in my head. And I had, like, Laffy Taffy candy sticking out my underwear and passing out to the crowd. So I thought I was being creative. That was my first performance. And they loved it, though. You know, they, they really took it all in and they wanted to see more. And so after that, I just I, I took it and ran with it. I, I continue to do it. I continue to try to find different things to be creative. I think my next show after that, I did Usher, uh, You Got It Bad, but I did it in a bad town because I thought mm. I was sexy. Mm. <laughs> you saw and that's, that's and that's what started it. Mm. And, that's what, and that's what started it. Okay. Okay. Laffy Taffy, and then you said, what was the other song you performed in the in the towel? Usher, You Got It Bad. You Got It Bad. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Vita, what about you? What do you remember um, regarding your first performance, and what was the song, if you can remember? Well, um, before I even tell you what my first song was, let me just give you, um, like I stated earlier, my reputation in the city was already known for that of being really quiet and shy and reserved and always to myself. However, nobody knew that I was preparing to do a show and the few people that did know they was expecting me to do a ballad. And um, I decided to switch it up and do something, like, totally different, so I decided to do a mix. And I can't remember all of the songs, but I know one of the songs in the mix was Lady Gaga Kaboom. And I wanted to have my little blower, like Beyonce, to blow my hair. And it was a great response from that, actually. Um for a new girl at the time in the city to be doing shows, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, they would walk off stage with probably about, you know, 10 to 20 bucks. But for me, I'll never forget, I made $123. Oh, wow. So to me, that was that was really, really good. I mean, the money doesn't matter, but right. it was just the fact that, you know, I had made such, you know, that amount. But that's what I remember. Um, I remember my fraternity brothers coming down, everybody coming down to support me, all of the love that, that was shown to me on stage. I still have the recordings from it that I laugh at to this day. I still have a cat suit hanging in my closet when I was 18 inches in the waist. Mm. So I still remember everything so vividly. So that was fun that night, though. Good, 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 good. All right. Um, and I think that, you know, when – a, a question, you know, that's a question I always ask the entertainers, no matter if they're former Continentals, legends, or whatever. You know, I always end up asking them, you know, um, that question or something so close to it. And 
it's always like kind of funny just to hear, you know, how people got started. You know, some people say, oh, you know, I was just stumbled upon a drag show and I went there and I kind of felt like this is where I needed to, you know, need to go. And then I started out, or you know, I asked them, you know, about their first pageant, and then it's like, oh wow, you know, I did it as a dare and a one, you know, that that sort of thing. So it's always kind of fun, um, and exciting to hear, um, just kind of back stories on how people got started and. Um, you know, even though sometimes it could be a key at first, you know, um, as you can see and you look back over your career and you look back where you started and where you are now, you see the evolution. Um, what are some of the former titles that you uh, held throughout your, um, your, your short career? Because you guys haven't been doing it that long, but you've been doing it enough to be, um, to be known in the industry. So uh, what former titles uh, have you uh, won and reigned with? Let me tell you about my my um my pageant experience <laughs> my titles. My first was uh, of course Kansas City Black Pride. Then it was regular Kansas City Pride. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to a prelim for Missouri State, mm-hmm. which is Gateway City. And I was I was I was on a winning streak. You know I felt good. <laughs> and I went on to uh, compete at uh, Gateway City, and I won Gateway City, and I competed against uh, Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the went to Missouri State, lost against Silver at the actual pageant, <laughs> and I placed dead last. Okay. Then I went on to <laughs> then I went to, on to um, Peach State. Uh, one Peach State competed against I think like seven boys. Mm-hmm. Then North America. Um, now now Black America. Okay. All right. And what about you, Vita? Your former title. Well, um, starting in 2012, I won my first closet ball that I entered, Miss Alabama Closet Ball. Um, A few months later, I did another closet ball, Miss Vanity Elite Closet Ball in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, After winning those um, two pageants, I decided that I wanted more of a challenge, so I stepped up. Right after that, after only a few months, and that's when I got plenty of doors slammed in my face and caught many bus tickets back home. But boom, 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 boom. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first newcomer title, <laughs> my first newcomer title was Phoenix Newcomer, and okay. then after that, it was um, Peach State. Mm-hmm. After Peach State, it was Elite. Mm-hmm. After elite international newcomer, it was um, international newcomer mm-hmm. in Miami, Florida, and right now I'm the current reigning Black American Junior Miss. You know, you brought up a valid point, and what well, both of you did, and it's something that I just want to um, kind of attach my comment to, and then we'll move on to the next question. But you know, I think that it's very important that. Um, the newcomers of today and just entertainers, period, because everybody starts. Everybody that starts out in this industry is a newcomer, no matter if you do a pageant that is attached and says newcomer with the title or that this is just your first pageant, period, and you go and do Miss Gay U.S. Today, it doesn't matter. You are a newcomer to the art. You are a newcomer to the field. I think that it's very important to go back and you look at um, the careers of legends and you look at the careers of the ones that are actually booming and making noise right now. Um, look at them and realize that um, everybody, you know, I say every dog has his day, but I'm not going to, I don't want to equate it to every dog has his day, but I want to equate it to everybody is going to have that moment where 
they walk away not being the winner. Um, everybody's going to have that moment. If you stay into, if you stay in it, you're persistent, dedicated to the craft, and you continue to keep building and molding. You know, doing what you need to do in this industry. You will have your day when you are the king. You will have your day when you are the queen. So I love looking back and looking at other people's careers um, and seeing that, seeing that evolution, seeing that growth, and knowing that um, that it does get better. You will rise to the occasion, and you will be, be a, a title holder um, for whatever system. But it's very important. It's very important that, um, and I think we've had a conversation before. Um, the three of us is that, you know, I think that it's very important that as you embark on this journey of competing in pageants and wanting to be national, regional, and all this kind of subtitle holders, that you – somebody got something going on, if you can mute your phone – but that you um, – that when you start to really get into this industry that you really devise a plan – um, and we'll probably talk about it even more, but it's very important that you devise a plan and you come up with the things that are near and dear to your heart. I believe in um, attaching yourself and really going after the things that um, are that 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 to you, um, going uh, to the systems and the divisions that mirror who you are as a person. Um, and so that's why when people say do your research, do your research, because a lot of times people attach themselves to things that normally won't really uh, catapult their career or really won't teach them anything. Um, and so it's very important that you have a plan. And while you have a plan, I, speak, I say this to everybody, it has to be a newcomer, anybody, that when you also have a plan, it's your plan. That is your plan. And sometimes you are deviated from off of your course because, hey, you find out this is not for you or that's not for you. But for the most part, know that it is your plan and do not allow other people to get in your ear and tell you what's for you. Know it's for you. If if whatever you whatever you desire, know that you can you know go forward and do it. But it requires hard work and determination and all that kind of stuff. So it's very good to know. Um, it's very good to see you guys' evolution. It's good to see that you you didn't win everything. Everything was not handed to you. Everything was not given. I mean, you really earned it. And, and some and those I'm sure the doors that were closed in your face have. Um, have brought you to the point that you are now, you guys can be grateful for it. So um, I just wanted to bring that point up, you know, for our community, for our um, entertainers out there, for our title holders, especially the new ones that, you know, just be serious about your craft. If you know this is something that you want to do, be serious about it. And eventually those, those titles and those positions and, you know, you being an ambassador for your division or whatever, all those things will come. Um, you know, I truly believe that, um, not only, you know, you know, on stage in our community, we are in, uh, we have inspirations. We have inspirations in life. Sometimes it could be somebody on TV. It could be a celebrity that we don't know. It could be someone in our home, someone in our family, friend, whatever, or someone that just doesn't even know us, but they, we are inspired by them. So I say that to ask this question, you know, who, um, who do you consider to be your guiding light or your inspirations in life? And Vita, we'll start with you and then go to um, Zodiac. So, yeah, who are your guiding lights? Who are your inspirations in life? Well, definitely I would have to say my guiding light is my mother. Okay. And the reason why is because um, being that she has six kids, she has faced so much through her life. And I've, I've actually witnessed many times to where um, hardships or adversities would come her way, but it was her tenacity and her, her, her force that, that – that drive that she had in life to succeed and make sure that her kids were taken care of and happy as well, 
that pushed me to see that growing up to say, hey, that's my determination right there. Now I'm determined to do this because I, I once saw someone who was facing adversity and they overcame the situation. So now I'm inspired and determined to do the same as well in life. Mm. Good, good, good. So, you, so your mother, your mother is your guiding light of inspiration. Yes, my mommy. Okay. What's your mom's name? What's your first name? Divine. Oh, Divine. Okay. Come on, Divine. Divine. All right. D-E-V-Y-N-E. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Divine. And what about you, um, Zodiac? Who who are your guiding lights or inspiration? It doesn't have to be more than one person. It can be one person, but who who is that person or who are, who are those people? I would have to agree with um, Vita and say my mother um, because because I watched her, you know, raise us in the household, you know, by herself. She was very strong. She also persevered uh, through a lot of things. Um, so watching her, you know, she had my, my, my oldest sister at 15, uh, and then my next sister at 17, and then me at 20, my my younger sister at 21. So, you know, she had four children by the age of 21, and she was still able to, she was still able to, you know, manage to keep us in school, um, see us graduate. She she managed to um, keep, you know, a roof over our heads, mm-hmm. uh, have a job. So just to see her do those things, it just inspired me and it pushed me. Like, if she can do it, then, you know, I can do anything because she was by herself. Um, also, uh, I would just say, you know, my, my past as well inspired me, you know, because we, we, we didn't have the best growing up, being that mm-hmm. she was by herself and she didn't have much help. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my past inspired me to do more and to want more. And so that's why oh. I continue to, to, to grow and push myself um, hard in everything that I do. So, yeah. So, so let me ask you guys, this is, this is a whim, but when, you are, when you're knocked down or you lose inspiration, how do you gain it back? How do you get it back? Why you have those guiding lights, your mom and, 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 and your mom, for both of you, is your inspiration, your guiding lights. But when you're knocked down, when you, you know, kind of get out of whack, what gets you back on track? What, what inspires you to, to, to kind of knock some sense into your head a little bit? To me, if you just remember. Is, um, oh, you, <laughs> who's talking? Zodiac, go first. Go ahead, go ahead. Vita, you was four seconds behind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me, if you just remember where you came from, uh-huh. Um, that's that's what that's what keeps me going. Like I okay. I remember, and that's why I think it's very very important for people to remember where they came from because that's what's going to push them. Now everybody may not have the same life as you, um, right. but in some way we, we all um, hit a roadblock and we remember that. And so if, if that sticks in our mind, it's going to continue to push us to make us work harder. And 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 when we do fall, it's going to make us want to get back up and keep pushing uh, for great for greatness. Uh, so I definitely say, you know, never to forget where you come from. Um, and so when I'm down and I remember that, and I remember my past, I'm instantly back up. I'm like, you know what, I, I, I done made it too far. God has blessed me with all of this. Let's just keep it going. Let's work through this. Let's persevere, and we're going to get it done. Good, good. And what about you, Vita? Well, it's actually two things for me. Um, the first thing is I pray. Um, I'm not saying that to be cliche, but I actually pray, and I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I have solid talks, um, and, and I just pray a lot. I pray for signs. I pray for anything that, you know, his guidance that he would show me that I'm on the right path or anything like that. And the second thing that I actually do is I talk to 
elders or anybody that may have been in my shoes or walked in my shoes prior to, you know, where they are right now in life. Because I know sometimes, you know, we all say pray, things will get better. But sometimes people who aren't familiar with prayer or going to church, sometimes they need an answer right then and there. Or sometimes they need something as clear as a person in front of them physically to actually tell them and teach them what it is that they need to do and where it is that they need to go. Sometimes it's just better to actually have someone there, you know, to give you guidance and and counseling and stuff like that. So that's actually what I do. Um, I talk to elders and I talk to other people who may have walked in my path before and okay. seeing how they overcame everything. Good. That's a good that's a good way to be. Um and prayer, you I mean you you can't you can't go wrong with prayer. I mean of course we're not forcing on anybody, you know, if that's not your belief, but you definitely as long as you have a you know, a personal relationship, um, with a higher power and you and you pray, I mean, um, that's something that, that I even do. Um and uh I love Zodiac when you were talking about, you know, you think about where you come from. You know, when when I think about if I go back and I look 10 years and be like some of the things that I've gone through, you know what I'm saying, as an adult, and I go back and I'm like, you know, when you're, you, when you're going through certain stuff, you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to get out of this? Like, I don't see, I don't see a way out. I don't, oh, I'm not, you know, it's, it's not going to work out. I'm not going to, you know, I think we've all all been there no matter what. You know, I, we pray, we do this, we do that. We've always been, we've all been in a situation where we feel like there is no way out. And 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 unfortunately, you know, not trying to be like, you know, real serious and down, but there's been people that have not been able to make it out of that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I say all of that to say that, you know, when I look back, and I'm sure you guys do, when I look back over the things that I've been through in the situation that I thought I was not going to be, be able to get out of or I didn't see a way out of, I look back now and, and, and realize that the sun will shine tomorrow. So that's something that I would like to impart to anybody listening, as I always do, is that, you know, the sun will shine tomorrow. You know, today is today. And sometimes you just have to take, like they say, like I know my grandma used to always say, I'm just taking a day at a time. That's what you really have to do because if you sit there and worry about the future so much, you'll psych yourself out. So so worry about today, worry about tomorrow when it comes. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I thank you guys for that. Now we're going to jump into some Black America Junior stuff, and um, you guys get to talk about that rain and, you know, advice, and we'll, 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 we'll you know, ask some questions and we'll get deep down into that. Um, but before we do, I do have a – I have a special treat for you. <laughs> but before we do – I want to ask you really quickly, whatever comes to comes to mind, um, pet peeves. I think we all have pet peeves. Um, so I want you to give me a normal everyday pet peeve and a pageant pet peeve. So what are, what are your pet peeves? What what's what's a what's a day to day normal reality pet peeve for you? And what is a pageant pet peeve? Whoever wants to go first. A normal, and I'm just going to say the first thing I can think of because I have a lot of pet peeves on a normal uh, day-to-day basis. But one of them is when someone, um, is when someone say, first of all. And I always say, don't tell me first of all if you don't have a second of all. I mm-hmm. instantly stop and quit. Listen, if you don't have a second of all, don't tell me your first of all. But that's just, that's just my own personal thing. But on, for, as far as pageantry, um, I, it really bothers me when people um, 
attack people when it comes to them answering the question on stage. Um, they automatically try to belittle them and make it seem as if they're um, incompetent or, you know, just not smart enough to answer the question. And a lot of times that, that just may not be. You know, I can mm-hmm. go to um, any interview as far as mm-hmm. my profession goes and, and, and sell it and right. get the job. You know, there's, there's probably ever ever any interviews I've been on and not got the job. Uh, but when when it's time for question on stage in front of people, that's a totally different thing, and you have to really like understand that. Like it's not about the answer. It, it, it could be the the simplest question right. to everybody else when you're out in the audience looking. But once you have all those lights on you, especially for me, you know, sometimes it could be you know, it just it just could scare you, right. <laughs> you know, and it, and and that just comes with experience and time. And I can, and I, like I said, I've got, I've gotten better. You know, I, I, I talk fast, so sometimes I have to slow down, and I, right. I have to take mental notes and tell myself to just slow down when I'm mm-hmm. speaking and just think about the question. Yeah. So it just takes um, experience and a lot of time. So I just, it really bothers me when people are bashing people when it comes to that because you, you don't know how hard it is, and they right. already are the hero, they already are the champion by just getting on stage, just and stepping on stage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just like on stage and just making it two questions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that you that you brought that up. I mean, there's been many years that I've gone to pageants, um, national pageants. Uh, let let it be not, you know, let it not go under the rug. National pageants, and and that's been a category where I dread, like I dread to sit there only because. I know someone ignorant is going to be out there in the audience and going to say something while this child or this guy or mom or whatever is up here trying to think of their response, trying to deliver the best way they know how. And then it's a lot of nerves also because of the simple fact that a lot of times you, you, you might feel in your heart like this is the make or break for me. Like this could be like I could be on the verge of winning mm-hmm. this contest. And, if I, and people get easily uh, distracted. You know what I'm saying? So when they say silence, please, or please hush, you know, let them act, let them, please just do that. Because if you can't, just leave. Just leave. And I, and I really think that, mm-hmm. you know, that's what promoters and owners and CEOs, and I'm sure I will talk about this on my pageantry chat show that will be coming up in a, in a few weeks. But those are the things that as promoters and, 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 and CEOs and owners and directors or whatever have to, okay, babe, you can go outside. Like, because these kids have spent all this money, they're on the verge. Don't even know if they're probably going to win or not. And this could be the deciding factor. And you guys are being ignorant and, and disrespectful, like that. You know, I, I think that's a pet peeve of mine too. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah spend, that, spend that extra money and get you some security to, to um, start tapping these folks on the shoulder and get them get them out of there. I mean, to have a successful pageant exactly. because that is nerve wracking. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Vita, what are your um, personal pet peeves and, and pageantry pet peeves? Well, mine is really simple, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, my personal pet peeve would be, um, like, clutter, disarray, um, mm-hmm. nothing not being organized because um, I'm a neat freak and I'm borderline OCD. So mm-hmm. um, that's actually a pet peeve of mine because those like type of people are never welcome involved. to my home. But, um, okay. <laughs> she kills me when she goes. She kills me when she comes to my house. Right. I'm just telling y'all. No, you killed me every time <laughs> I come over there. Like I, I feel like I feel like his mom or something. Like I, I just feel the need to pick stuff up because. Mm-hmm. Oh, so get out of here. But anyway, 
Um, my passion pet peeve would be, hmm, I guess listening to people without having your first intuition before mm-hmm. theirs. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I think that a lot of the time, especially newcomers, um, I was once in this situation as well, so I'm not excluding myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we as newcomers, we are so lost with finding ourselves or finding mm-hmm. our path mm-hmm. that we would solely base everything, our career, our our package, our our you know future. We would solely base that on veterans um, who may not know you personally or may not have your best interest at heart. And the reason why I say that is a pet peeve of mine because nobody knows you better than you know yourself. So it's actually up to you to determine who you are, what you stand for, what's your platform, what's your foundation, what's going to work for you, and find what it is that works for you. Good. Thank you so much. All right. So I said I had um, a little surprise for you guys, okay? So just sit here. Hold for me and just listen to what I have for you, okay? Hold on one second. Hey, what's up, juniors? <laughs> this is your promoter, uh, and I wanted to uh, take just a few minutes uh, today and just say to you both how much I love you and how so very proud I am of both of you. Um, every year we have this contest, and I... Um, become very anxious and very nervous about who um, is going to join us and who, what type of personality and what type of energy they will bring to the group. And um, you guys were no different. Uh, uh, Pierre and um, Asia were so uh, wonderful as a um, couple and so wonderful as a king and a queen I just really wanted to make sure that we continue to uphold uh, that standard that Junior has set forth in the community. Well, I have uh, no reservation in saying that both of you have done so. Um, Your maturity and your growth over this year has done nothing but make me smile and make me proud. Uh, I know that you're going to do wonderful things as you continue. I know that you're going to do great things, not just as kings and queens, but just as people in general. Know that I'm always going to be here for you. Uh, You can always call on me um, and and Micah, and uh, we'll be here for you. Um, Love you, and uh, have a great show. Oh, now wasn't that so sweet? Yeah, that was everything. Oh, <laughs> a lot of times when you when you, <laughs> when you work hard, sometimes it can go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. And so that just that just means a lot when you when you have someone that really recognize you know your your growth. Because sometimes you don't recognize it, and when someone right. actually says like you know I I see you, I see you from the start and to where you are now, it, it mm-hmm. really means a lot. Most definitely. And so for, any, um, for those of you that are listening or that will be listening uh, later on, that was Benny Mosley, who is the CEO of Black America um, Pageantry Systems. And so we definitely appreciate um, Benny for sending that thank you to you guys. And um, I back that 100%, um, and you guys know that. 
Um, we do have a question um, that was it came to my inbox. I wanted to ask this question before we go, get into junior talk. Um, the question is, let me pull it up. Okay. Oh, Jesus, where's that? Okay. The question is, how did Vida and Zodiac become so compatible, and what do they do to stay marketable? How did Vida and Zodiac become so compatible, and what do they do to stay marketable? Let, I, I want, if you don't mind, Vida, I'll go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that's my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, he talks about it. The reason why we're laughing all the time. The reason why we're laughing because I, I always uh, drill Vita when it comes to, uh, you know, being marketable. And I always say that about everybody, and, and I feel like that's a big thing when it comes to pageantry is, um, you know, people being able to be um, marketable. Uh, but how me and Vita became so uh, – the chemistry, I guess, became so effective, I, I guess, Um when we ran together at, at when it came to Peach State, um, we pretty much let each other do what we wanted to do. You know, I let Vita be Vita. She let Zodiac be Zodiac. Um, we didn't perform together often. You know, we just came together when it came to national walks, and it was just, I guess, both of our hunger. Uh, it, the audience and, and people that were watching just received it well because we were so hungry for it. Uh, and it made it look as if we we knew each other and we had this this close bond. Well, in our actuality, we really didn't know each other. We were getting to know one another, which you know everyone should do when they're reigning um, with their king or queen. Um, but when it came to after you know the years of when we separated, uh, she did um, what what was it uh, international? Yeah, Lita? Yeah, and then I did uh, North America. Yes, it was. We had time. Hmm. I'm sorry. So <laughs> um, when we uh, had that time apart, you know, we had time to, you know, figure out ourselves more and to, to grow as an individual. Uh, so then when, once we got back together, you know, we realized that, you know, we had the same dream. Uh, we wanted to go in the same direction of, uh, as far as pageantry. And so, you know, we just create this bond over time. And that's why the chemistry uh, is is. It's just there, you know, and, and we work off of each other's, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Like, Vita's the uh, creative one. Everyone knows that. And when it comes to me, you know, I'm more of the business mind. You know, I want to see, okay, how will we look different? How will we, how will we stand out? And so, it's like like my Instagram page, it, um, it says, you know, always stay relevant and watch the growth. So I'm always trying to find different ways to stay relevant because just like I was uh, new or like I am new now, someone's coming to take my place. It's just it's just life. Uh, you know, new people. Someone's coming come to take you know your this. place on March 17th. Continue. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to continue to uh, find different avenues to remain relevant uh, and to always be marketable. You just uh, and and to be marketable is is not all of what people make it seem as. It's just basically finding different ways to reinvent yourself um, and always being approachable, uh, being relevant. And just it, it's, a, it's a lot that plays into it, but it's, just, it's not as hard as people make it seem. Okay, Vita, could, um, to add anything to what he said? 
Well, I mean, how can I even possibly come at the diet? Um, <laughs> well, well, um, I'll start with our compatibility. Um, I think one of the biggest things that every king and queen should do is something that actually real-life couples do, and that's going to the relationship because this is a relationship between Zodiac and I. Um, I think that everybody should go into the relationship being open-minded, being open and not harboring anything back and being able to express to the other person, hey, this is what I feel will look good or, well, I feel like we should do this or you worked well with this so I'm going to do this. Like it's it's all balancing each other out. And like Zodiac said earlier, um, where I'm weak, he definitely takes the part and vice versa with he and I. So um, it was just all about, oh, and then I, I feed off his, his energy and his chemistry as well. Like when he hits the stage, he's very energetic. He's very fun. He's just like a little fireball, and I'm, I'm, I really feed off of that. So I think that's where the compatibility comes in at. And then on top of that, um, we're, we're really good friends outside of the stage. So, you know, we talk on the phone. You know, we hang out. You know, if I'm in Atlanta, I'm at his house, we're watching movies or just having our talks and stuff like that. So all of that plays a part in the compatibility. And when you get on stage, it's actually just, you know, it's, it's, it's relaying over on the stage. So I, um, I, 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 I love both of your responses, um, and uh, I thank you to the person who actually um, asked the question. If they want me to divulge their name, I will, but um, it's someone you guys know. Anyway, um, I, I love what you said, Vita, because in regards to couples and coming into it with an open mind, um, because it's very important that in this industry, from what I've seen, I've only been around in this industry for 17, 18 years or whatever. I'm still learning and growing just like the next person. But what I have noticed and what I've, what I've seen um, over the years is that, you know, if you don't go in there, you can't, well, you can't go in there feeling like you're going to run the show. It's just going to be all of what you have because every year, especially those, those people that are competing for pageants that have a, a, a king and a queen, it's not just the queen or not the king pageant, it's both, excuse me, it's both, I'm sorry, um, you're going to um, consistently and constantly be matched up with other people. So it's just like when you're at work. When you're at work, you have your own personality, and you have new coworkers, you have old coworkers, and everybody, no matter where you work, everybody does not work well together or personalities don't, don't mesh well. And so you really have to go in there. That's where that open mind comes in. You have to go in there knowing that you guys are there to get a job done. And while you are geared towards specific division, as example, Vita is junior miss, Zodiac is junior. So, of course, as it relates to contestants, you are in one lane, she's in another. Collectively, you're still a unit. Collectively, you're still a team. Collectively, you represent a brand. Collectively, you stand on the shoulders or rest on the shoulders of other people before you. You, re- you represent an entire embodiment of people, and that being, for, for, for the sake, Black America. And so if you go in, go in there with that mind, you guys are able to don't, – don't just sign the contracts. I'm talking to people in general that, that do pads. Don't just sign the contract, take your money, and go. Exchange the numbers. Text. You know, get to know this person, especially if you don't know them. And what I've seen lately, 
a lot of systems, as the king and queens are getting crowned, I know they don't know each other. They're totally like opposite, you know. And that's not to say that everybody's going to gel well together and this and other, but if you come in there with an open mind, ready, willing to work and, and, and do your thing, then things will get done. Um, junior, 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 miss, you know, it's an inter- interesting setup um, as far as the purpose. Um, you know, we collectively noticed that, you know, while we had many great newcomer systems, um, we noticed that when individuals crossed or moved over to the next level, um, they weren't really truly prepared to reign on a national level, and sometimes even competitively, um, because, you know, competing and reigning nationally is a horse of a different color. So we, we meaning Black America, we wanted to make that when Junior and Junior Miss debuted, which they do, they debuted, uh, they debuted, promoted, you know, them constant promotion in 2011 with the help of Akira Belbonet and Navion St. James Dickerson. Um, I can remember just them two being the first newcomers I had ever seen walk across the continental stage during the Walk of Recognition or National National Walk. Um, or walking at or being at Miss Gay U.S. of A. Um, and so they helped us, you know, as being the first to really help promote the system. Um, but that we made it very clear that, you know, we are here to help elevate you to the next level. Um, a lot of times people only want to relate next level with next level of competition, which that is a component. Um, but as I know, um, and the both of you should notice as well, that the next level can mean many different things. Um, and next level, no matter what you deem it, it equals to growth. So let's talk about Junior and Junior Miss. And for those who do not know what our mission is, um, you can definitely hit me up and I'll, if I find it, you know, during, during the course of this, I'll, I'll chime in. But it's basically kind of what, what I just said. It's, it's basically about you knowing the total, you know, uh, helping you elevate to the next level, but you really being um, well-versed on everything, um, black America, everything, pageantry, you know, and pageantry is just not about the stage. But, uh, Vita, what attracted you to black America, junior, junior miss, or either just black America? What attracted you to the system? And the same thing for you, uh, Zodiac. Well, um, what initially attracted me to Black America was every time I had seen a representative of Black America, whether it had been a junior or on the national level, level, they were so polished and well put together that they just exuded what Black America slogan is, which is a symbol of excellence. They exuded excellence from head to toe, and they had the personality to match. I mean, very approachable, really sweet. Um, I have um, a few members in my family who are former Black Americas, um, plus, Mr., Miss. So initially, you, you know, when you're a part of something, whether it be an organization or a family, you want to, knowing your history, you will want to be a part of something that that has already been embedded in stone before you. So it made me look at Black America. I actually wanted to compete for Junior Miss um, the year Khalees won. And ever since I called them my faves, <laughs> Rio and Khalees, like they were definitely my faves that made me notice Junior Miss. So um, just looking at them and their reign and how they carried themselves, I mean, they were just the epitome. And, and me being new at the time, you know, was I even reigning it? 
Yes, I was. I was elite. But just looking at them, they just exuded everything that I think a king and queen should be. And looking at black America, they've been around 38 years. Um, Black America is a pageant that was made for us, by us. And being that they're really big on community service, I'm really big on community service, and I try to be an activist in the community when it comes to community service. So that drew me into the pageant even more, knowing that the system has a bigger value and a bigger point of view on the community instead of just the system and, hey, we're this, hey, we're that, or we could do this for you. Let's see what you can do for the community. So knowing that Black America um, core values is community service and what they could do and provide for the community made me drawn to Black America even more. Oh yeah. Yeah, and what what made me uh, want to uh, compete for Black America Junior uh, was simply uh, well, I didn't want to do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What happened? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Sorry. It threw me off. <laughs> um, well, maybe wanted to uh, compete for Black America Junior because I, you know, I it's always been my goal to compete for Black America Junior. And so that's, that was already uh, in my direction. That's already what, what I set in place for me to do. Uh, and what also inspired me, like Rita said, is, you know, they had an actual purpose. You know, a lot of pageants don't have a purpose. Uh, they they actually, you know, have a, a purpose that they um, that they abide by. Um, and they just, you know, to, for them to just want to serve and help others um, through outreach and want to give, you know, like entertainers, like new entertainers, a platform to want to showcase their um, talents is amazing to me. So I feel like, you know, their purpose and my purpose in life, period, um, both of those combined is, to me was a force. And my purpose in life is just, you know, it's just to, you know, create, you know, memorable moments and relationships, you know, with every smile and, and, and every hug and every, you know, and every touch to me because that, that, that leaves, a, leaves a lasting impression more than just, you know, promos and different things like that. So I want to leave a lasting impression, so I feel like, my purpose and Black America Juniors uh, and Junior Miss Purpose together combined is just a, a just a just a strong powerful force, and so that's why I wanted to do it. Did he go? Do I need to continue to answer, ask the questions for tonight? Okay, <laughs> hold on. No, I'm still. I was talking. I'm sorry. I had you guys on mute. So what I w- what I was saying was that. Um, you know, being Black America Junior, being Black America Junior Miss, being uh, Mr. Miss plus Black America, you know, it is just not about the stage. It's just not about competing, as you guys have so eloquently put it. Um, but it is very, even if you are an introvert, even if you are someone who is not really into being up in people's faces, not saying that we're forcing you to do that, but it is a part, it's an element of being a title holder. It's an element of being an entertainer, um, you want to, even though, you know, sometimes you may not want to, you, as a title holder, as a reigning title holder for whatever system, you want to be out there amongst the people. And I always tell the juniors every year, do not forget to take pictures. Do not be afraid to take pictures. 
you know, take as many as you want to, mingle with the people. We definitely want you to see the contest, but when you have the opportunity to go and meet people, and I mean, because you end up meeting, and, and it, you may have somebody, a fan, that say, oh, you know what, hey, dude, oh, my God, can I take a picture? Take a picture with them. You know what I'm saying? You're a celebrity in the community. Take a picture with them. You guys may not see yourselves as that, but you never know who's looking up to you. You never know, and I know sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to be anybody's role model. Well, unfortunately, and fortunately, you've chosen this. You've chosen this career field, and <laughs> something that, something that, you know, um, I remember Giselle, when Giselle was, um, when she was Black America Junior Miss, and I know it has happened a few times over the years with other, with the other formers, that she was at Continental, and she was walking around or something like that, and she had introduced, she was trying to introduce herself to someone, and this person was, I can't remember who it was, she had to tell you, but it was like, someone who's been doing patents for years, a legend, an icon, whatever. I just remember being that person, some, somebody of that stature. And before she could really get out, oh, hi, my name is, they said, oh, baby, I already know who you are. You know, they stopped her, I already know who you are. You're, you're, you're a Black America Junior, Miss Giselle Lord. It's so nice to meet you. Um, I see you all the time. You know, that sort of thing. So you just never know who you're inspiring. You never know who's looking at you. Um, and so you always have to be on, and it's okay to be on because, you know, especially for somebody that's an introvert, you know, that could actually catapult you to being more, you know, of an extrovert and a person that is doesn't mind being around your people. And, again, if this is something that you've chosen to do, you cannot be afraid to be out there amongst the people and enjoying it and enjoying life, too. Um, I remember last year uh, you guys going into the competition um, because you had reigned so well with Peach State and people remembered you from Peach State, remembered the, the, the compatibility that you guys had and the sparks you guys had as a couple, um, the masses, you know, wanted to see you guys, I guess, reign together, right? And so we started to see, I know I saw it, I'm sure everybody else did, we started to see people like put your, at one point I would see somebody have Zodiac's picture as their profile picture of Vita's, you know, then I started seeing people doing like the side-by-side and that I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, this is the thing. And so um, I, I wanted to ask you guys, when that was going on, um, was, that a, was there a lot of pressure during that time for you to see that and have an expectation put on you that maybe you weren't, you weren't ready for? Like, was there a lot of pressure during that time when you were seeing that type of stuff? And if there was, how did you maneuver or get over or deal with that pressure? Well, it was definitely a lot of pressure um, because the the entire time while everything is going on, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I, I just really want to compete. I just really want to be Black America Junior Mid. So now it's like the added pressure is on because you have so many um, people rooting for you and changing their pictures and, you know, making posts and stuff like that. So it's like you don't want to let anybody down. So it, it was definitely pressure added. How did I get over it? Mm-hmm. Well, I just simply decided to just do me, just do me, just go into it with an with an open mind to say, hey, I'm here to work, I'm here to compete, let's make it happen. Um, I didn't allow that that anxiety or you know anything to to hinder my thought process going into the pageant because I know sometimes that that can hurt you if you have too much on your mind at the time. So I just really wanted to go in as I did go in, um, you know, on a clean slate to just say, hey, I'm here to compete. If I'm victorious, then that's perfect. If not, then I'll come back next year. 
So that okay. was actually how I got over it, just for going know? to the pageant, you know. Just show, just show up and do what, what you prepared and lay the cards out and what's going to be what's going to be. Yes, just do what I naturally do. <laughs> okay. Can't be worried about the pressure. Okay. And what about you, Zodek? How did you maneuver around that pressure and, you know, all that? Yes, because it was a lot of pressure. Mm. <laughs> um, I, often there were times when, you know, they were um, doing a side-by-side pictures and making statues and saying, oh, yeah, for Black America Junior and this. You 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 then automatically say, you know, I have to win. That's where my mind went. I have to win. I have to do whatever it takes. So, you know, you find yourself, you know, doing extra things, trying to do extra things to your package, to, you know, to please others, uh, trying to enhance different uh, categories. Like I found myself going through about three different sportswear at that point because I'm like, you know what, I don't know what to do. I don't know what these people will like. And then I had to think about it, like, wait a minute. I'm telling myself I don't know what these people will like, but what do I like? And I have to remember that, you know, as long as I'm happy with it, Whatever I, that I present on stage, whether win, lose, or draw, I, I, I will be, I will be, I will be happy. Um, so you know how I went, how I got over all of that, all of the hype and things like that. I just had to simply relax and calm my mind, you know, um, and just you know remember that I'm an individual and that I just have to focus on the things that I want to do and make myself happy. So therefore, once I'm modeling on stage and things like that, it can come off. As, as as me being confident because that's what I actually chose to do. Um, what what have you learned about yourself through this experience of reigning as Black America Junior? What have you learned about yourself? I learned that I could be. Um, I learned that I, I actually can be creative. You know, I, I actually I actually can be creative, but some at times I get lazy. You know, I, it, it's so many things out there now that that can make us lazy. Like you have so many people that, that, that make things, uh, so many people that stone things and automatically, you know, my mind is just, Hey, I just pay them for it. You know, why am I doing it? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and by being with Vita, she also, she, she helped me by just saying, you can do that yourself. Why are you pay all that money? Do right. that yourself. And so I learned that I can actually do it. You know, all, all I have to do is just apply myself and I can actually do it. Good. What have you learned through this experience of being Black America Junior, Miss Vita? Um, what I learned was um, to actually step outside the box more. Um, I was really comfortable in the four titles that I had won prior to Junior Miss. I was really comfortable in my box of doing what works for me. Um, really scared to push the envelope, but really scared to step outside the box. But with Junior Miss, it has allowed me to have such a, a broader mindset and a broader imagination and, and to go ahead and step out on the limb and, and to try new things and see if it works. Um, being exposed to so many different entertainers, veterans, um, seasoned people, you know, who've been doing this for about, you know, 20 to even 30 years, mm-hmm. being around all of these people doing Junior Miss, it has shown me that, hey, you can do that too. All you have to do is take the initiative and do it because I was really comfortable and content being where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for those responses. What, um, 
what I what I what I've seen, you know, as just not only being a spectator and judges of pageants and the director for this particular division, um, what I've seen with Junior over the years, and I'm telling you what I saw the day's first few years, um, I saw newcomers take it up a notch. I was very surprised the first. I'm surprised every year um, by individuals, but I definitely was the first three three years or so. I was very surprised at how the people were prepared for this pageant. You know, I really thought I was watching a national pageant. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no newcomer, just a national. Like, I, I really, I really saw that. And so I say that to say that, and it's not to to scare anyone off or whatever. It's none of that. You know, because there is no recipe for this system, and we'll talk about it in a second, but um, I just saw that people weren't competing the same way that they was when they were doing other newcomer, system, other newcomer systems or pageants, and that's a great thing. I think that just as you um, spoke about it, Vita, of stepping outside of the box and, and challenging yourself, one thing that you will realize, and this is anyone listening, especially in the newcomer medium and then you guys, you will consistently, constantly elevate yourself, and you will continuously, you're going to have to challenge yourself because what worked for you two years ago may not work for you in, in 10. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you constantly have to elevate yourself, but constantly, constantly elevate you for you. Don't constantly elevate yourself for other people or for systems. So continuously, you'll continuously be better as long as you're dedicated um, to, to, to the craft or whatever. So, um, and, and, and I'm glad that you brought up, you know, you stepping outside of the box because that's what it takes. You know, I've seen, we've all seen contests, no matter if newcomer or not, we've gone to contests and we've seen them just like, okay, this is the same thing over and over and over again. And then people are stuck like, well, why am I not winning? Well, because you're not growing. There's no growth, you know, and now you, now other people are surpassing you with the packages that they're presenting. So it's very important to continue to elevate yourself and to challenge yourself um, creatively, as, as Zodiac says, and just stepping outside of the boxes, as you said, Vita. I want to talk about misconceptions, and I want us to drill down those really, really quickly, and we'll move forward. But what are some misconceptions you think that the community may have as it relates to competing at junior or even reigning for junior? And I'll repeat that so everybody's clear that's listening. What are some misconceptions you think that the community may have as it relates to competing at junior or reigning for junior? Whoever wants to go first. Um, I'm sorry. I think a misconception is you were about four seconds too slow, Zodiac. (laughs) I think a misconception that (laughs) – I think a misconception that um, everybody has with competing for um, junior miss it's the fact that it's, it's really difficult. And when I say difficult, I mean because of the caliber or the level of this pageant and how long it's been around, how prestigious it is. I think a lot of people like myself, before I competed, um, feel a little intimidated being that, you know, the, the level that it's on. But I remember talking to Giselle Lord and Khalees as well, during my preparations of competing, and one of the things that um, Giselle Lord told me is that I would like to tell anybody else who's actually competing for Junior Miss is this is hands down one of the easiest reigns she said she's ever had. It's one of the easiest, and I could attest to that as well. It's one of the easiest reigns that I've ever had. 
So um, that's actually a misconception that, you know, it would be difficult, it would be too hard, too much would be required of you, you have to carry yourself a certain way, you have to look a certain way. But I promise you, honey, all of that stuff comes with the growth during the reign. Because Zodiac and myself, we didn't start off as these, you know, as the people that we are today. Mm-hmm. But it's because of the grooming and the knowledge and the, the, the everything that you receive during the reign, mm-hmm. it builds you into the, the, the great entertainer, the more polished entertainer that you are by the time you finish. So it's actually really, really easy. Okay. So. Thank you. And, and what about you, uh, Zodiac? What are some misconceptions you think the community may have as it relates to competing at junior or reign for junior? I'm going to do both because, you know, I like to – I'm going to keep it real because this is what I've been hearing. Um, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, Black America Junior and Junior Miss is rigged. Um, I hear that a lot sometimes. Um, they, they already know who they're going to pick. This is going to go. Uh, no. To me, that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By me watching Black America and Black America Junior and Junior Miss over the years, mm-hmm. I've noticed that if those times there were um, people that were um, – hotter on the scene than others and the other people actually won. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's, it's not about that all the time. Mm-hmm. But what people, what we as a community have to um, learn is that a lot of things play a part when it comes to competing. You know, it, it's, it's the makeup. It's the modeling. And once we break down those different things, you know, like mm-hmm. someone said, everything is, everything is to a science. Mm-hmm. So you have to actually know what to do, how to do it, how to present it. You have to know where you're going yeah. and different things like that. So it's it's not rigged. It's just that that person that's competing mm-hmm. is actually presenting what Black America, you know, normally I, I, I don't want to say it's supposed to look like, but no, you know, please don't say that because that's that's a because it's not that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, a misconception. It's definitely a misconception <laughs> with, with Junior. So don't want to say that. Right. And I, I'll tell so you it's that. not. It's, yeah, so it's, def- it's definitely not that, but um, you, you, you do have to know where you're going, and, you know, yeah. black America is just, it's just one of those systems where, systems where you know, they, they're big on community service and things like that. So wh- wh- you have to watch what you're presenting, and you have, to, um, you have to know how to actually model what you're presenting, and, and, and so, therefore, once you put it on the stage at all, you know, all, all of that when it comes to the judges. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to reigning a misconception, is that Black America doesn't, um, you know, do the bookings as other mm-hmm. systems do. That they don't um, give you all this money as other systems and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel I feel that we um, as a community have to look at the bigger picture of things, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that the most the most successful people to me look at the bigger picture because you can actually see why things shouldn't be handed out to you just because. Because if somebody mm-hmm. just hands out something to you all the time, they're basically handicapping you, and, and you wouldn't right. see your growth in the, end, right. in the end. And I feel like um, with me and Vita, you know, that's kind of what we were waiting on. You know, we were waiting mm-hmm. on, give me this money, give me this hotel, give me this. And, no, and, and you know, I kind of struggled with that in the <laughs> beginning because <laughs> I wasn't receiving it as I felt like I should, like like North America, you know, and – because, you know, different systems have a different way of doing things, and North America was, you know, slimy all around and different things like that. But Black America said to me, not really said to me, but this is, this is what I took from it, what can you do on your own? Let me see you move. 
Let mm-hmm. me see what you Amen. can do. And then once I see what you can do, then I'm going to come in and I'm going to show you what we can do. And then right. collectively we can have this bigger impact in the end. Right. Thank you for saying that. There's a lot of misconceptions that I have to clear up. Um, a lot of times I have wanted to go live. I have wanted to go off. Um, I have wanted to lay in. Um, but being in the position that I'm in and being the mature individual and professional person that I am, um, I don't do those things because I really believe that, you know, it's not a numbers game for me. It's not a, it's never been a numbers game as it relates to junior for, for us. You know, our first pageant, our first year when Jalen and Jaleel won, there were 22 contestants. The house was packed. I mean, people were, it was standing, almost standing room, you know. In a couple of years, it was like that, and, and we appreciate it. And we even appreciate the years where we may have not had as many contestants, but the people continuously came out and supported um, either the representatives or the ones that were given up. So we still definitely appreciate you guys, and we thank you guys for supporting the system year after year after year. Trust me, I, I get calls all the time, and I was speaking to one of my friends who's a former national title holder saying, I'm just coming to support you and your system, you know. And so I really appreciate those things. So I have to put that out there in the air. But there's been many times that I've wanted to go off. But it's been many times I wanted to say certain things, and um, I realized that I, it, 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 I'm just not – I don't have the time to do that. Um, but I do want to dispel certain things. One thing about contestants and rigging and all that type of stuff, you know, I realized that over the years that when people say certain things like that, they're putting – and they're putting these things into contestants' heads. Um, there is a reason for that. There's a method to the madness as to the reason why this person is saying this. And as I started to do my investigative work, as I was dealing with contestants, them asking me certain questions, I'm looking like, what? I got to call you now because I don't understand. Where did you get that information from? And then they'll be like, oh, it's from such and such. Well, they're not even affiliated with the system. They don't even know what's going on. And and, and uh, the only time that Benny is ever known, you know, I'm talking about Benny, I'm talking about the judges, I'm talking about Tabula, I'm talking about everybody affiliated, even even the contestants. Um, the only time they, that, excuse me, the formers, the only time that anyone knew who was really doing the pageant was probably the first year, you know, the first year that it happened. You know, the formers knew. I mean, well, not the formers. We didn't have no formers, but the, the reigning court, of course, knew at the time. You know, Benny, of course, knew who was coming because all these people paid prior to the pageant. There was no entropy the day of, you know. But over the years, I kept that, 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 that secret, you know, um, because I didn't feel like it wasn't it, – that didn't matter who was coming. Just know that we got people coming, and we're going to support them. We're going to rally behind them. We're going to celebrate them as their competitors. And so, um, you know, it, it, it baffles me, and it would frustrate me when I would hear certain things like, oh, we're rigged and this and that and the other. But I would always have a, I would always have a rebuttal, as I always try to have. And it's not because I'm, it's planned. It's because I'm very passionate about this, and I know this like the back of my hand. And at the end of the day, I would always say, nobody walked away from this from from this uh, pageant saying such and such should have won this pageant. And if you did, let me break it down for you and so you'll understand why they may have not won. Not that we have to validate, but, but what that does sometimes when you break it down for a person, you pull them to the side, and it's not being on the defense, but it's, but it's telling them because this is, your, this, is, this is your job. This is your company for the year. And so you don't want people putting out rumors, especially bad rumors, insufficient rumors, lies about something that you're representing. Sometimes, well, most times when you do that as a representative, as a title holder, no matter what you're representing, it doesn't have to be black America. But 
when you're putting people to the side and you're having a professional, honest conversation with them and digging deep, trust me, they have a new respect for you, a newfound respect for you, and then they start to understand. Those are the same people who don't even understand the scoring system of the system of, of Black America. We're not a one through ten pageant. We're not a we're not a this 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 is more than the other. We're one through twenty pageant, okay, um, and all, all of the all of the uh, categories weigh the same, okay? Um, our contestant packet really breaks everything down. You know, it doesn't tell you what you need to do. It just tells you kind of how you need to do it, you know. Um, we are not a system, we're, well, excuse me, we're not a division that says you have to compete like you are competing for Mr. Black America or Miss Black America. You don't have to be a traditional type contestant if you are not, well, you don't have to be traditional in the, in the things that you present to the, to the judges if you're not a traditional person. So I say that to, in layman's terms, saying that we are a do-your-own-thing type of pageant as far as Black America Junior is concerned and Black America Junior Miss. We welcome all types of entertainers. We welcome all types of talent. You know, whatever your expertise is, whatever your thing is, we welcome that because we honestly understand that you guys are the new generation. You, you, are, the, you are the group of people that will take pageantry to the next level. Pageantry from 1980 is not the same as 1990. Pageantry from 1990 is not the same as 2000 when I came into it. And, it's, and, and 2005 is not the same as 2018. It's not. It has evolved. Some of the things may remain the same. But pageantry continues to evolve itself, you know, so we want to dispel those type of uh, uh, rumors or whatever. Um, the other thing I wanted to is that um, people would say, oh, they don't know you. Uh, you won't be crowned that. Well, I have a backup, or we're not a backup, I have a rebuttal for that as well. There were a lot of formers that we did not know. We didn't know, we didn't you know, uh, we had not probably had not been even seen some of them, you know, but they took a chance on us and the judges judged them for what they presented and they won, you know. And so, you know, I look at people like Rio who had only competed. Black America was his second pageant ever. He had never competed in Atlanta. You know, when we look at Jalen who, you know, was a, a bigger, a bigger boy who is, who's, who's Western Grand Emperor now. You know, and people are saying, oh, he, not, he don't fit that. They're not going to crown him. And he was the first crowned Black America Jr. When I look at people like Pierre, who had never competed for a pageant ever in life and decided to jump and compete for Black America Jr. and won on his first attempt and has been one of the, the best Black America Juniors that, that, that we've had. Now, all of you guys have been great, but, he has, but his reign was something exceptional because this was somebody who didn't know nothing about pageantry only but from what he had seen, but took who he was and presented it and just did what he needed to do throughout the course of his reign. So I want you guys out there that, that's listening and that our contestants are thinking about it, maybe doing it this year or next year, is that you really need to start doing your research and you really need to start asking the key players the key questions. And the key players are not people who are not affiliated. You have, you have, you have formers who are more than welcome to assist you any and every question and keep it real with you and be honest with you, and you have a CEO, and you have a director, and you have former Mr. and Miss Black America and Black America Pluses out there that are willing to latch on and give you the feedback and the honest feedback and, that you need. And all of the judges 
do not mind talking to you. So I want you guys, generally speaking, not just with Black America, is to learn how to do your research if you're not doing it already. And excuse me, guys, and know that anybody can be Black America Junior Junior Miss. Anybody can be Black America Junior Junior Miss. There is no formula. The only formula I can think of is that you just need to be the very best that night. That's the only thing I can think. That's the, you have to be the very best that night in order to be crowned, and you have to come to the table with an open mind, ready, willing, and able to work. Okay? Do I, did I have any other misconceptions that I need to clear up before we move on? No? No, but I, I just wanted to um, elaborate um, on the, the point system that you said. Mm-hmm. And I think this could be a reason why um, a lot of things get you know, misconstrued because on the average pageant, you know, they, they judge from a 1 to 10, like you just mm-hmm. said, Black America is on a 1 to 20. Mm-hmm. So with that 1 to 20, you're now opening doors for the smaller details that would mm-hmm. usually get looked over between a 1 to 10 to where now is a 1 to 20, which means that window of judging for errors is now a little bit broader. So, um, you know, it's just like the little things are now being judged now, and that plays a key part in, in the judging process. So that's all I wanted to say. Okay. So, yeah, so so just remember in, in categories, you know, you, you are judged on your, your your gown, your jacket, the fit and the style. You're, de- you're, you're judged on technical merit, which is makeup, hair, accessories, you know, um, uh, present um, – uh, also, you're, you're, you are judged on presentation of the garment, the modeling, the poise, the confidence, all of that, that matters. So the way that you model, how confident you are. Because trust me, while people think that in pageantry it's not about confidence, I judge a pageant where the majority is confidence, and it's a national pageant. And you guys can figure out what pageant that is. Where it's really about how you step on that stage and how you present yourself. If you step on that stage and you and you give me that you're nervous, that affects the, the way that you present yourself. That affects your poise, your confidence, and your modeling. You know, the makeup and the hair and the accessories. Girls, I need you blended. You know, I need you. I need you whoosh, as I call it. I need to see you. You know, judges. The judges need to see you. We need to. But but you you need to finish. You know. Your accessories and, and and hair and you know all that all those things all those small details like like you were saying Dita they matter you know and and because it's such a grander scale it's easier when you're judging a pageant one through ten oh one point for dry hair oh one point for this one point for that and I'm not saying that the judges are going out and taking five and ten points that's not trust me they're not doing that but point may really be two points because you got to realize you're and a one through twenty, not a one through ten pageant. So it's very, uh, it's very important that you guys understand that. If you want the more breakdown of how we we judge and score and all that kind of stuff and what we're judging you on, that's what you do. You hit us up, you hit me up, and say, Micah, I want to sit down, I want to talk to you, I really want to understand before I step on the stage how I'm being judged or the categories and and all of that, and we'll and we'll get down and dirty with it. And you know, I don't I don't ever mind doing that. We don't mind ever doing that. We want you to understand it. Um, as here at Junior, we want you to know the front. How, how the front of the house works, the back of the house, and the stage. You know, and I think I remember sharing with the juniors, you know, and they can attest to it, the budget. You know, understanding from a budget and forecasting point of view how it all works and what is all required to carry on a pageant. Because who, who knows? Maybe one day they may own a pageant or they may be a promoter for something. Who, who knows? So it's very important that you guys, as 
title holders know more than just what um, it takes to be an entertainer because for black America, it's more than that. No pressure. We're here to walk along your journey. We're not going to just leave you, but understand that we're trying to elevate you to the next level and allow you to be the very best title holder, entertainer, ambassador for your system that you can be. Okay, so while we're saying that, I'm going to play some advice clips from our formers, um, and they'll introduce themselves. But this is so for all of the contestants that are listening, um, you know, through all of that I've said and all that Vida and, um, and Zodiac have said, you know, in regards to advice, and I'll actually get their advice after this, after I play this. Um, but we have formers, again, who are willing and able and ready to assist you guys um, whenever and however. Um, but if you don't reach out, then you won't get that help. And, and it's okay to kind of get to know them now because they may be your king, they may be your, um, your brother and sister um, come a, a few weeks. So we're going to go ahead and play some of the um, advice from some of the formers that introduced themselves, give you some advice, and then we'll be right back. Um, so Vita and Zodiac hold for me, and let's go ahead and play this. Good evening, everyone. This is Christian Lord Ross, Black America Junior, 2012-2013. And I just wanted to give a word of advice to the upcoming competitors for the competition in March and just let you know that the most important thing is to have fun and to be yourself and don't get so caught up in competing to where you forget to enjoy the experience and the backstage camaraderie that goes on where, you know, you have an opportunity to get some length of one of your competitors just I mean, just being there for each other, although you are there for the same reason, which is to win the title, it's even more important to enjoy the journey and the backstage and exactly what goes on in order to attain the title. So just have fun, just be yourself, and just do what you have to. Hi, everyone. This is Giselle Sanchez Sinclair, and I just want to say good luck to all the contestants competing this year for Black America Junior and Junior Miss. I'm so very honored to be celebrating my fifth year as a part of the system, and I would like to say to all the contestants, make sure that you've done your research, come prepared, and remember that being clean and consistent is what wins the pageant. Once again, thank you guys so much for your continued support, and I'll see you all on March the 17th. Good luck. Hello, everyone. My name is Alejandro Dickinson, Black America, Junior 2014. My advice is to believe that you can, believe that you will, believe that you are living your dreams. Don't ever lose faith. That's the most important thing. You will encounter challenges that will frustrate you, but don't ever lose your faith. My Black is Bahamas, America. Alejandro. Hey everyone, it's Pierre Ross Santi, Black America Junior 2016. I just want to say to the contestants, give it your all, have fun, and be confident. Show us why you would like to be the next Black America Junior and Junior Miss. It's my first year back as a former, and I look forward to crowning the new juniors. Best wishes. Hello everyone, Black America Junior Miss 2016-2017, Asia Nicole Star. The best advice that I can have for you guys is to simply seize the moment and take in as much as possible. Hello, everyone. It's Kalise Milan Houston. I won Black America in 2015. A little bit of advice that I can give to future contestants is to just have fun and be yourself. Black America is not looking for a particular style or a particular type of person. Just do you and have fun. Good evening. This is Rio Blue, Black America Junior 2015. I just wanted to take this time right now to tell you guys, one, number one, I envy you. If I could do it all over again, Lord knows I would. 
Black America was one of my best reigns that I had, and I've learned so much that I have taken with me as my career has progressed. I take this time now to wish you guys a, a very good luck. Give it your all, but I also want to leave you with a piece of advice. The piece of advice that I wanted to leave, that I pray that you take with you, is to be who you are. Don't think that Black America Junior and Junior Miss wants to see the Montes and the Stashas and the Raquels. They want to see something fresh, something rejuvenating to the female and male impersonation industry. Be who you are, stay true to who you are, and you will be victorious before, during, and after your reign. Best of luck to you. Hi, this is Giselle Lauder, former Miss Black America Junior Miss and the current Miss Renaissance 2018. My tip or my word of advice would just merely be to take time for yourself and to visually look over yourself before you hit the stage. We all have backstage helpers. We all have dressers. We all have hair and makeup artists, and that's what they're being paid to do is to fully assist us to make sure that we're at our beds before we hit the stage. But I strongly suggest that you take a moment for yourself to look in the mirror, look yourself over, make sure that all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed before you hit the stage. That way it can help build your confidence and that way you can attack the runway and excel in each and every category. In preparing for a pageant, we all have a certain look and a certain vision that we have in getting ready for that pageant. And it's the ultimate goal to make sure that that vision and that look comes to life when you walk that runway. So take time for yourself. Look yourself over. Give yourself the seal of approval and go win that category. So I wish everybody the absolute very best, and I'll see you all in a few weeks. Bye. Well, hello, everyone. It's NBA Junior Miss 14, also known as The Ruler, a Curious Chanel Davenport. I want to wish all the contestants good luck. I want to let everyone know to make sure that you be true to yourself. Drag, drag, drag. Bring it all to the stage and you leave it there. The night is your night. You can make your dream a reality. It's all left in your hands. Also, have fun, everyone. And if anyone needs anything from me, I will be there. Just tap me on my shoulder and yell across the room. Ruler! <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Um, to Again, that was uh, Christian Lord Ross. We had Giselle Sanchez-Claire, Alejandro Dickerson. We had Pierre Ross-Santi. We had Asia Nicole Star, Rio Blue, Khalees Milana, Houston, Giselle Lord and Akira Chanel Davenport. Um, thank you guys for those words of encouragement, tips, and advice. I think that um, I think and I hope that um, all of the contestants will take heed. Um, and I, what, what did you guys? What did you guys like about what they said? Is it, was there anything that um, you could, you know, uh, I don't know, just highlight or what? Did, what did you take from it? Even though they're not really giving you the advice, but what, what did you enjoy about all of that? Well, let me start off by saying that. I absolutely love each and every last one of them. Like every, and it's just a big family here, and I just love each and every last one of the formers. They're my brothers, they're my sisters. Um, And you can just identify through each one of their testimonies how different they are, how -hmm. their personalities are, how, how funny they are, how, you know, just all this type of stuff. So imagine you now have a bigger family with brothers and sisters who are crazy, who are silly, who like to laugh, who like to mm-hmm. joke. But anyway, I just wanted to go ahead and get that out, get that out of the way. <laughs> um, but I love them all. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one thing that stood out to me that I found to be very, very, very true is um, just to simply be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. yourself. 
um, the pageant, um, like Real said, we're not looking for any formers, anybody who has already, you know, reigned or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I catch this a lot of the time with pageantry, both newcomer and national level as well. Every time somebody wins a pageant, you always have a few, one or two people who come back the next year and do something very similar, if not the same thing that the person just did the year before when they won. Mm-hmm. So that, that's all what I'm saying. It's, it's not about what they did because what they did got them in and, and made them win, but we want to see you. We want to see mm-hmm. your personality. Mm-hmm. We want to see how you shine. We want to see how different you are and mm-hmm. what you would bring to the system. So just get up there, have fun, um, be happy, love the experience, because it's, it's definitely one to remember. Most definitely. Thank you. And what about you, Zodiac? What did you take from all of that? It's so easy, um, or not easy, uh, but oftentimes we find ourselves being uh, around a bunch of individuals um, who envy who's always in competition mode and things like that. But this group um, are a bunch of individuals who actually are there to, to help and they are supportive and they, they actually want to see you grow. And, that, you know, that's, that's right. very hard to find. So that's one of the reasons why I, I, I love being Black America Junior. And I, I think that whoever's going to come next um, will love it just as, just as much because we are actually um, here for you. you we want to see your growth. And it's, it's not just um, – you know, Benny and Micah wanting to see your growth. We all do. Yeah. We all do because we all remember. We all remember the uh, how good it felt, and we want mm-hmm. that to rub off on the next representatives because it feels so good to actually see your growth. And so, like like everyone said, just be an individual. You know, be an individual. We want to see how creative you are. We want to see who you really are, and, and and see that shine. And so, at the end of the day, when we're, when you're right here where we are now, um, about to give it up, you'll say, you know what. Damn, I did this on my own. <laughs> I did this on my own. I was me, and I had the help of my brothers and sisters, and I, and I really love Black America um, as a whole. Not yeah. just Junior, Junior, Miss, because it's Black America, um, Mr. and Miss, who, who will be there for you as well. That's right. That's, that's, that's the, that's the, um, that's the uh, great part of it all, because you have not just Junior, Junior, Miss, you have Mr. and Miss that's just as well in your corner as, as we are. That's right. That's right. I'm glad that you brought that up because that is something that I've seen um, personally over the years, and I and I've told Benny about, and we praised and praised them, and and and, and try to let as the every year we tell the new court kind of like the same thing is that you know while you have you know your former juniors, you will have um, the formers who are twenty, thirty years vested in this system. Um, last year I was fortunate to have um, some of the formers that were only like, I think, like Corey, Mon, and Michelle. They they donated um, some of the, the money for the awards. You know what I'm saying? You had judges who were donating money for the awards. Um, you just, you have a system that's truly a family, and and they're willing to just, I mean, bat for you and help you, you know. And so whoever's crowned, I'll say it now and I'll say it then. Do not be alarmed when they do hit you up or they do, you know, know who you already are if you haven't already been introduced to them. And just welcome them, you know, because they're here to help you. They're not here to chastise you. If they give you constructive criticism, it's all in love. 
but they just love seeing you guys continue the legacy that they've, you know, strived and and and, and reigned brand and reigned for for many years, you know. And so, even though you are an extension of the of the of the system, you're still a part of the system. So don't be um, misconstrued about that. Um, and because uh, we're about we're about to end this in just a second, I just had a, a one or two questions, but I just kind of want to get this out in regard because this is really this interview is geared towards everyone knowing who you guys are as competitors and title holders, but also um, for those uh, people that are interested in the system. You know, I, I'm very I'm very big on being a sport, being a good sport about you know competing, and I love what um, Akira said about dragging putting it all on the stage and leaving it there, you know, walking in and understanding, you know, I always say it's, it's very good to be mentally prepared when you're competing. You can be, you can be compared financially and be prepared financially and, and have all your garments, but it's also good to be mentally prepared and know that you're not the only one in the competition. There's other people in the competition and you're not judging them. They're being judged by a, a, a panel of judges and so um, it's just very important to be a good sport because one day, if you're not fortunate to win, one day it will be you that will be in that winner's spot. And you're going to want the people that are around you that you were just in the back having a good time with and chumming it up with and rooting and celebrating. You're going to want those same people to be as happy for you as you have been for them um, when they, they won. So I wanna, want you guys to, to really understand that and celebrate that and understand that you guys are the ones that will be leading us. In pageantry, one day you will be the icons and the legends in the community um, that people will be looking up to. So it's very important to know that. I want everybody to, you know, come to Junior and have a good time. We're celebrating Zodiac and Vita, and you guys have done an amazing job, and that's why I made it my mission <laughs> to show up because I don't live in Atlanta anymore. So, you know, I've been living there in almost five years, and um, that's that's something that I've missed with really being connected and hanging out with my juniors as much as I want to, if, uh, you know, aside from them coming to Continental or, or Universe or something like that. Um, so I am very, I was very appreciative and I was very ecstatic and I enjoyed myself uh, with you guys when we went to Houston in January. Um, that was really a, kind of, I won't say monumental moment, but it was a special moment for me, even if I didn't say it, I'm saying it now. So I thank you guys for that because I felt like that was another bonding moment for us. And so I really appreciate everything that you guys have done. Um, I appreciate it and thank you guys for sticking in there, hanging in there. And, um, you know, when I, uh, y'all know how I get, but it's all in love. <laughs> it's all in, it's all, it's all in love because, you know, as I told uh, Zodiac, you know, uh, toward the, you know, toward the end of the year is that, you know, I'm always, and this is all to whoever, whoever comes, you know, behind you guys is that whoever your successes are, is that know that you're now my babies, you're now, you know, the people that I'm rooting for, you are now an part, you're a part or an extension of me, and I am always going to want to make sure that you are doing, are being your best self, you know, it's just like my friends, I don't want no friends around me that are not inspiring me, that are not uplifting me, that are not supporting me, um, and respecting me. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's the same thing I am with this particular division, like or this system. Period. I don't want anybody that's not here ready and willing to work and know that they can be the best that they can be. And so, um, you know, those are the, those are the type of that's how I work. You know, and just know that it's all in love. Um, I want to ask you guys just two questions. One, the last question you can think about right now, and that's just basically advice. You know, you said a lot of stuff, 
but I want you guys to give them some real honest advice to the uh, to the um, to to the contestants that are coming up. But but I want to talk about really quickly the state of our pageantry community, and we only have a, a, a couple minutes, so I want you guys to spit it out as fast as you can. But um, what do you think about our state of our, our state of pageantry right now, and how as newcomers about to go to the next level, how you can contribute to a more positive environment. And not just you, how all of you as, as newcomers can do that. I think we're bringing a more youthful and positive um, um, energy mm-hmm. to, to the national level, that's all. I'm trying to keep it quick here. So just bringing a, a whole positive attitude, positive energy, just bring it to the national level, and things will work out. Okay. All right. And um, uh, like I said, uh, like I said earlier in the uh, interview uh, or during the conversation, um, just just remember, you know where you where you came from. Um, what what it all took for you to actually um, compete and go through the things that you went through. Um, just remember where you came from and where you want to go. It's important to have goals. It's important whether it's uh, short term or long term because those are, those are what's going to set you up uh, to become successful uh, in whatever you do. Zodiac, my name is Ronald, and I'm competing for Black America Junior March 17th. What advice do you have for me? Um, same thing, you know. Um, just leave your all on stage. Um, be an individual. Stay focused. Um, a lot of people. A lot of times, you'll have people that's in your ear that you um, feel like it's close to you. You know, as far as your your your, your mother, your father, um, they may suggest things, or they may they may feel like um, you should do this or that. But you have to remember that it's actually you that's competing. Um, so you 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 want to do you want to present your best, and you want to feel like you're doing what you want to do, so it can come off that way once you're competing on stage. Um, like I said before. Um, so I mean, if your parents don't want to. Um, <laughs> trust in you or, or agree with your vision, then, you know, you may, may want to rethink some things. But, <laughs> you know, a parent's job is to always be supportive. Um, so, therefore, just, just, just um, you know, do what you want to do so, you can, so it can come off that way once you're competing. All right. Thank you. Vita, my name is Lisa. <laughs> I'm competing for Black America Junior Miss. What advice do you have for me? Hi, Lisa. Um, what I would tell you is to have fun, have your shit together. And what I mean by that is um, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, have your stuff together. And what I simply mean by that is this is no ordinary newcomer pageant. This is creme de la creme. This is um, such a prestigious elite pageant. So now is the time to um, micromanage everything and, and look everything under a microscope to make sure that it is your absolute best that you want to present to these people. So just um, make sure everything is intact, make sure everything is together, importantly have fun, you know, and just relax backstage. Just go for it. Leave your heart on the stage. That's simply what I would tell her. Thank you so much. Real quick, our mission, it is our corporate goal. I told you I was going to get back to it. 
It is our corporate goal to build awareness and pride in the diversity of the black, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community, as well as create a source to offer black, gay entertainers and avenues to compete and service the community on a national platform. Through this newcomer medium, we strive to mentor young entertainers concerning the total business of the art form and elevate them to the next level. Gay, it's, these are the people who are eligible, gay African Americans who have a desire to entertain and represent their community as a male lead or female impersonator. Some, some people may not know, but transgender men who have legal documentation of gender change can also compete for Black America Junior, all right? and gay African-American individuals who have not won a senior-level national title or won a preliminary to a senior-level national title, and this does not include national newcomer titles, regional titles, or bar titles, are eligible. So that means if you competed for a continental preliminary and you did not win, okay, and you didn't go to the, the national competition and you didn't win that, you can still compete for Black America Junior or Junior Miss. All right? So I thank you all for listening. I see you all. Thank you for um, the person who sent me the, um, the, the question earlier. I appreciate it. Again, I appreciate all of you guys for listening and for supporting us. Please meet us March 17th and 18th in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Ramada Plaza Capitol Park Hotel at 450 Capitol Avenue Southeast in Atlanta, Georgia, for Mr. Miss Black America Plus and Black America Junior and Junior Miss. Junior and Junior Miss being on the 17th, and Mr. Miss and Plus being on the 18th, with Plus also doing talent on the 17th. If you have any further questions, comments, concerns, whatever it may be, please do not hesitate to hit myself, Vita, Zodiac, Darion, Pebbles, Dominique, or Benny Mosley up for more information or any um, type of clarity. Again, I thank you so very much, Zodiac, and I thank you very much, Vita, for um, spending some time with me on tonight and to clear the air and let people get to know who you are as, as entertainers, as individuals, and ambassadors for Black America Junior. So thank you so much, Vita and Zodiac. Please hold the line. And, again, thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in to the talk with Micah and friends. It's the talk with Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.